We're back. Welcome. Welcome to Island Boy. Thanks for tuning in to hear another public journal entry. Big thank you to Eddie Quinn and Fiddler's Sons for sharing their music with this program, helping to lift the words off the page and resonate with the listeners. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Eddie Quinn. Thank you, Fiddler's Sons. This next piece is actually about Eddie Quinn and his music. Uh, him and John Webster are very close friends of uh, my family in Kings County, Prince Edward Island. This is a little story involving uh, their work and my sister's wedding. This is The Moment of Surrender. Music can make you aware of feelings you didn't know you had. All it took was an asthma attack at my sister's wedding to prove it to me. In the fall of 2008, my sister Nicole was about to marry her fiance, Eric. Theirs couldn't be more of a Kings County love story unless they'd met at Radical Jack's. Ever prepared, Nicole had 99% of her preparations for the occasion all set. All she needed was to finalize one more detail to polish an already spotless itinerary. She needed music. She and Eric loved the Judds, specifically the track Young Love. Nicole played the song for me and I met it with a respectful indifference. At 17, I had little interest in country or folk music at that age, I was more interested in the uncontained nonsense of the rheostatics, the defiance of the Rolling Stones, and the rebellion of Steven Tyler. It didn't seem like country music was a sound meant for my ears. Nevertheless, I respected my sister's taste and didn't judge if she wanted twang to factor into her special day. Wouldn't it be great if we could have Eddie Quinn sing it live, she asked me. Again, the suggestion was met with a respectful indifference. I have many memories from my childhood of sitting in the back of my parents' car on a hot July evening as Dad drove us home, and Eddie Quinn, the voice of Fiddler's Sons, sang a sweet summer lullaby. Anytime the Sons released a new recording, it stayed in the car until their next release. The music itself is rich in East Coast tradition, and the warmth of the voice, melody, and lyrics takes the listener on an emotional journey that is deeply personal, yet somehow universal. Although I realize this now, at the time, I simply shrugged and said, well, sure. So we hopped in the car and paid a visit to John Webster, the guitarist for Fiddler's Sons, and a relative to the Shaw family. The plan was, if we could convince John John could convince Eddie, and the rest would be history. The three of us sat in John's living room as Nicole played a cassette tape of Young Love for John so he could determine whether or not it was possible to learn it in time for the wedding. As the song finished, John picked up his guitar and strummed what, after only a few attempts, quickly resembled the melody to Young Love. Nicole asked the question every patron should ask an artist when requesting a service. What should I pay you? John smiled and said, no need. It was his gift to the newlyweds. On the day of the wedding, I was thinking of all the work Nicole had put into making the event as special a day as it could be. 
I couldn't help but think of the stress that must have weighed upon her and that wouldn't be relieved until the moment the day was officially done and she could turn to Eric and say, there, we're married. She made her way down the aisle, walking with a grace a little brother doesn't normally observe in his sister on a day-to-day -day basis. As she passed my pew and caught my eye, she vanquished any worry I'd had about stress with a quick wink of shared sibling secrecy. The vows were exchanged, and the congregation glowed as the pair shared their love under the roof of St. Andrew's Presbyterian. And that's when it happened. Reverend Stephen Thompson, just before leading the newlyweds to sign their marriage license, announced, and now, as is the pride from the bride to the groom, please welcome Eddie Quinn and John Webster as they praise the newlyweds with the gift of song. No words were exchanged between bride and groom. Eric's eyes widened with disbelief. Nicole grinned from ear to ear as if to say, yes, this is really happening. As if by magic, Eddie and John appeared before a microphone. John strummed and Eddie crooned. She was sitting cross-legged on the hood of a Ford. As the music played, I was immediately overtaken by a feeling of total joy for my sister as I watched her dreams come true. I didn't know I was capable of feeling the level of joy I felt in that moment. The sound filled the church with a humble yet holy reverence, a sound that somehow spoke directly to the heart to tell you that love is real, worth fighting for, and standing right before your very eyes. As this message reached my soul, it somehow reached my throat. I couldn't breathe. There's never really a good time for an asthma attack, but this moment surely ranks high on the list of the worst. My asthma is triggered by moments of extreme stress or anxiety. So as far as defense mechanisms go, I feel I may have been sent back to the end of the evolutionary scale. It's as if there's a tiny operative sitting at the control panel of my brain who goes, oh, what's that? He's stressed out. Oh, better kill him than hits a red button that closes my airway and causes a simultaneous asthma and panic attack. As if somehow synced to Eddie's voice and John's guitar, my eyes began pouring like a faucet. My nose followed suit. I was sitting in a pew, drowning in my own head fluids as this beautiful moment unfolded before the entire congregation. Guests took their eyes off the rural Renaissance tableau at the altar to find the source of a gasping and gurgling coming from the center pew. I tried to stifle my gasps for air by wiping the ripe combination of tears and snot from my face with the sleeve of my rented suit. And any time I caught someone's inquisitive glance, I managed to croak, it's so beautiful. Eddie and John played on as I endeavored to quell an asthma attack, which was in danger of upstaging the ceremony. As I collected my breath as best I could, I couldn't help but remember how I cared so little about the song Nicole played for me just days before the wedding. Somehow hearing it in person in relation to something so important happening right in front of me made me feel the music was so personal. As if it was something I was meant to hear. As happy as I was for my sister, I felt deflated after the ceremony, possibly due to my asthmatic outburst. 
On top of that, young love had moved me to weep like a child. Country music had done that. I felt like a shadow of my former self. What would Steven Tyler think of me now? I rode home with dad after the ceremony and apologized for crying. After a beat, he quietly replied, never apologize for having the courage to cry. Music can only be truly personal if it's listened with vulnerability. And that vulnerability comes from a willingness to surrender to how you feel. In those moments, such as my sister's wedding, the moment may introduce you to feelings you didn't know were there. I think the magic behind the music of the Fiddler's Sons is that they give the listener permission to surrender to a feeling that may be connected to a person, a place, or perhaps a memory one keeps close to their heart. For folks in Kings County, Prince Edward Island, the willingness to surrender to these feelings comes from the safety of knowing that they are not alone in the experience. When they listen, they are invited to share in a feeling that is personal yet universal, humble yet holy. When they feel it in their heart, whatever that feeling may be, they know in that moment that it was something they were meant to feel. Watch out for the kids fishing off the bridge in the boats on Sturgeon Morn. On the Pembroke Road, there's a bubble wall just on this side of the park. The sightings blue, she said, I'll watch for you. Try to get there before dark. Thank you to my editor, Dave Stewart, for helping and contributing and really finding the, the heart of what this piece is about. Music can be an often hard thing to actually explain how and why it makes you feel the way you feel. So it was really important to have that extra set of eyes to help support this piece. Also, I wanted to acknowledge a reference I made in this piece that he did not understand, but I was ready to fight tooth and nail to keep. He did not understand the Radical Jack's reference where I said, in fall of 2008, my sister Nicole was about to marry her fiance, Eric. Theirs couldn't be a more of a Kings County love story unless they met at Radical Jack's. He said, no one's gonna get that. And I said, people who listen to the Fiddler Sons will remember what Radical Jack's is. Uh, so Radical Jack's, here's the reference if you don't know what it is. Radical Jack's was a popular Pools Corner mini golf course, ice cream parlor, and go-kart track. I don't know what possessed the owners to combine these three things into a single business, but it made for a colorful visit. They went out of business the summer after I flipped a go-kart on the racetrack and had to go to the hospital. And yes, I took an asthma attack on the way to the hospital. And I feel partly responsible for their closure. So thank you, Dave, for indulging that, that reference that a small percentage of the readers might have actually understood. Thank you for everyone who listened to this, uh, this broadcast. Once again, once again, my name is Justin Shaw. This has been Island Boy on Anchor FM. Thank you to Eddie Quinn and Fiddler Sons for sharing their music with this broadcast. Take care.